When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, we haven't been we're, on like a big label. We haven't been like cool. We're not, you know, but like yeah, the people are works. showing up. So I don't get it. I asked you last time, what, how, why is hardcore bigger out there? Dude, I don't know. It's funny too, because even in America, it's like it appears big sometimes online. Like on Instagram, hardcore can appear big in the States. Mm-hmm. But it's like uh, the fests are big, but then the shows outside of yeah. a couple bands. Like, they're still mm-hmm. doing 150 to 250, maybe 350 kids. Use EMG pickups because they help you get the heaviest tone possible. Head over to emgpickups.com and use my promo code HEAVY at checkout and get 15% off. And then once you write the heaviest song of all time, head over to distrokid.com slash VIP slash Garza and save 30% off your membership to get all your songs on all streaming platforms. And now... To the heaviest podcast of all time. They're my adopted team. I've been in California. Adopted <laughs> the football team? I've been in California more than half my life now at this point. So At this point, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they're like an AFC team versus NFC. So it's not like that deep, you know? Yeah. It works. But but still, you need your Monday Night Football. People yeah. that love football, love football, dude. Dude, it's wild. Yeah. I don't get it. You don't get what? I, are, I, do I you do any sport? I played. I played t-ball when I was a kid. Yeah. So that was pretty much. I was. I was killing it, dude. I was, yeah. I was a sick second base. A sick. I mean, to be fair, the <laughs> ball is sitting right there. The nature of t-ball. Okay. It's on a platter for you. <laughs> it's, 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 a platter? Just, it's on a platter. Okay. Yeah. It's, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It was yeah. T-ball. It, 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 it's it's kind of. You're kind of set up for ball. success. You know. That is true, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, but and, but it's still hard. That's true. It's hard. I mean, to take a swing, it's hard. Yeah. Golf. Also true. It's yeah. right there. And I'm not a baseball guy. No. I can't do it, dude. You're just straight straight football. I, I mean, unpop- obviously unpopular opinion sure. here in America. Let, let's go. I get that it requ- it requires an intense skill set. No, I don't have the skill set. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Maybe more skilled in football. But if you can be, like, an active participant in the game and be, like, eating, mm-hmm. just relaxing, it doesn't feel like a sport. Like, the people in the outfield that are just chilling, you know? Chewing or doing whatever they're doing. Yeah. I don't know. You don't get it. I don't get it, dude. That's, like, not a – it's hard to hit a, a ball going 100 miles an hour, no doubt. Hard to throw a ball going 100 miles an hour. Chilling in the outfield, just snacking. <laughs> just snacking. Huh? I don't know, dude. I I don't know. It's not for me. I don't get it. That might yeah. That might be the most boring position because the three of me. Yeah, they're right, center, and left. You're, you're just out there. You're just out there, dude. You're chilling. You're just. That's a lot of time to think think about your life. Also true. Yeah. Crazy because you're like you spent your whole life trying to be in in the major leagues and you're finally there. And you're just, just chilling, dude. Golf would be sick. Like to be, if I could choose to be great at any sport, it'd be golf. P- 
paid hell, like nutso money. Yeah. Chilling. There's not a lot of like physical expectations, you know? No. You can look kind of however you want to look. If you want that John Daly look. Dude, John, it's exactly what I was thinking. That dude was balling. Dude, I should go for the John Daly look. Dude, smashing beers mid, I don't even, game? Yeah, mid game. Well, it's to do what he does, it's like impossible because you need like, you need to be precise with with your swing. I know. And what you're drinking. It makes no sense. Yeah. He's a G. I I, I can't even write and fucking drink. Nah, he's a G. You know, uh, before the uh, band, I tried to uh, try out for for the golf team. Really? Yeah, that's I wanted to be either because at that time, I mean, oh fuck, I, I I've been playing golf since I was like in diapers, dude. Are you good? Uh, I yeah, you're like decent, decent. Yeah, if I if I stuck to it. Oh shit! But I was playing really consistently until high school and a freshman year. I tried it for the golf team, and I legit wanted to be in like the PGA tour. It's like dude. this is this is my game plan. Boom! I uh, want to do it. And I tried it for the golf team. And I, I almost made it, but it was it, it was a weird scene. It was like uh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to put it in like a nice way. Where where was this? Uh, this was in Corona. Like gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah. Corona High. Trying out for the golf team it was like a. It was a. What's the word? Snubby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scene. I was like, uh, it's not. It's not my thing. I was already playing guitar for a couple years at that yeah. point. So like that was kind of like okay, I'm I'm gonna put this inside. It's not. I'm not gonna. It go was the same. On. It was like I played sports when i was young young and then once i got a hold of like skating and music i was just like i'm not going to practice is it yeah like i'm learning how to play brain stew (laughs) you know what i mean like this is gonna take me all night i can't go to practice you know not gonna happen and that simple decision that you made has take taken you here isn't that weird hey you know i'm I'm doing this now i'm doing this beautiful and exotic santa anna yeah yeah, you you made it, dude. Made it. You're you're in Santa Ana now. Box checked. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, I mean, but I do love Santa Ana. Though. Um, Santa Ana. For those of you who don't know, real quick, Santa Ana is connected to Anaheim, which I mean, that's yeah. five. So House of Blues from here is like five miles away. Yeah. And I I just I just saw Lionheart there, dude. That was fun. It was cool. That was great. First time I've ever seen your band. Yeah. Shout out to Bleeding Through too. Brandon's a G. That guy puts us on. I, I was joking about it with him backstage, and they have no reason to put us on. Like, it arguably doesn't even fit, and they certainly don't need us, you know? Sure. But I think for the last, I do 10 or 12 years that they've played local shows, I think we've played every single one. Like, that's true, because you guys were also on the chain show. We were also on the chain show. Oh, a year wow. Ago. And before that, we played, they did Observatory in Santa Ana. Right down the street. You're right. We did that with them. What the fuck? Dude, I'm not joking. We've played like every single like SoCal bleeding through show for the last 10 or 12 years. Is he making up for lost time? What was the... Nah, I mean, he, we've, we've known each other for a long time and he was actually one of our... Was he our first man? I can't remember. He may have been. Yeah, I think he was our first manager like many, many moons ago, two thousand and. 10 or so or maybe he was our second manager i have no idea mm-hmm. he was our manager at some point um dude he may have been our first manager but uh and like he's just been a friend of the show ever since then you know what i mean he oh. managed us for a little bit when he was um trying to do the like 
band guy turns manager thing, you know? That's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was, like, working with Dog or something, like, back in the day. I can't remember, like, hmm. whatever, some Orange County thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he probably only managed us for six months or something. Um, but then we just stayed close, and he's always hooked up the band. It's crazy. It's sick. Dude, it's awesome. Like, get to go play, sold out, House of Blues, like, that was a big moment, dude. I was like, damn, it's, it, it was crazy to see you guys and them in, in that room. It was awesome. That was like a perfect night, dude. It was sick. And it was cool for us, too, to play a show like that, you, you know, like on, I guess, that side of the spectrum, you know, in front of those type of people. It's obviously different for us um, out mm-hmm. here. So it was cool. Room was singing along. Like, it was, we had a great set. It was, can't ask for anything more, but wouldn't have been there without Brandon and the rest of Bleeding Through, so... Shout yeah. out to Brandon, man. Dude, it's like, yeah, it's crazy. It was, dude, so it was nice. a big moment. You guys are jamming. I was just, for some reason, I was just locked into uh, Jay Scott. Oh, dude. I was just, just looking at him play drums. Sometimes you're just, drummers, just, they just look cooler. It's true. So, so I was just like looking at him like, damn, that's sick. I've been salty for a long time, dude. I, I don't feel like Jay ever got the credit or gets the credit, you know, he that he now. deserves. He's Jay's sick, I'm, dude. I'm glad that you brought that up, dude, because he's... Like in our world, I I I don't think, I don't think, uh, I don't know any. I haven't seen anybody be able to compete with that. That that kid is awesome. It's a fucking beast. I was just looking at him. Dude. I was so it's like I was just locked into him. He's I was a crusher. Like, I was just Damn, he's because like, I, I could Dude, tell that he trades off was open in. hand to like yeah, yeah like, he, like, he kills Damn. him. He's got a bunch of yeah. He's fucking cool, man. He's locked in on the groove. He's a groove master, dude. Jay is the man. He is. He and I were just joking the other day. Uh, he turns actually he turns 35 on the day that we fly to europe when do you guys fly to europe by the way With- a few days prior like on the fuck we fly on the 10th the 10th you fly on the 10th <laughs> yeah yeah because you guys play london we we get out there to just practice because we don't we don't practice we don't live by each other so anyway we fly on february 10th which is also uh jay's birthday shout out jay love you little guy um and he's turning 35 Five, and we were joking because he was like, dude, I've been in the band since I was... He's been in the band since he was 15. 15? Yeah, 30, dude. 20 years, It's crazy. Dude. It's my little dude. Yeah, it's nuts. How, how did you guys not kill each other? I have no idea. I love Jay. Jay's my, <laughs> Jay's my guy. That's that's Jay's my guy. He, um, yeah. I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else, obviously. Because uh, it's, it's rare when the drummer sticks around. Yeah. You know, because drummers that's have, true. have that... They have that extra, extra... If that makes sense. And it's not like a singer extra, it's just an extra something. I'm curious what a singer even... extra is. I want to dive into that. But yeah, he, uh, <laughs> Wait, I feel like a good, good drummers are hard to keep because they're hard to find. So other yeah. people always poach them. Yeah. Or they do like the touring drummer thing or the studio drummer thing. Like they've always got all these extra little spots they can go, I feel like. And mm-hmm. then it takes them away, you know? But um, nah, Jay's. That's my guy, dude. Stay, I smile thinking about. I love it. that's that's my guy. He's he's incredible too. So I hope people hope people hope people get that out of the show too. It's yeah, good. I mean, I'm you glad guys, you brought that up. That's cool. Yeah, you guys obviously have the like like the chemistry. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, we rock together, dude. Years, dude. dude it's rocking. Nuts. Yeah, I know it's crazy. That would, that, that would actually. I mean, dude, he didn't have his license. You know? Huh? He didn't even have a license when 
he joined oh yeah 15 yeah. huh like i had to go drive and pick him up you know take him to practice and that's something about drums they tend to be the youngest for some reason they, they're always like you do. always get kids i remember like one of our first bands we fucking the drummer his dad lied to us he was 13 but said he was 15 yeah he was a, a baby dude it's crazy dude it's just weird yeah this is weird how, how the worst, but I mean, yeah, surprise, he's still in the band. It's cool. Yeah, dude, you guys, it's awesome. You guys obviously did, you obviously did something right with maintaining your uh, your friendship. Yeah. You know, and yeah, because it's easy just to fucking just, I know. You just get sick of each other, dude. I know. He's a rascal, though, dude. He's, he's hilarious. He's like the band joker, too. Like, he's the jester. You know what I mean? He's just like yeah. the funny dude. He also, like, You'll never not see him loading. Like we always joke that he the every band has a thousand inside jokes, so this won't be sure. funny to a single other person listening. But like we always joke that he went to like trailer loading school, like because no one else will want to load, no. <laughs> you know. And Jay's like, "Oh no, it's okay. I should do it. I graduated from like I went. This is what I went to school for. So let me get it, you know." That's like the joke because the dude's always working, you know. He's always he's just the guy. That's full. Shout out to Jay, man. You yeah. are a fucking sick drummer. Yeah. And I, I was locked in. I had a beer. I was in that perfect, like, state, you know? I love it. Where, like, you're not, like... You know, I'll, I'll, it's, I'll never ha- not have a drink at a show. There's some, something about having a beer. I just, this is... There's something... I don't, I don't know. I can't, I can't, I can't put my f- finger on it. I kind of just, just lets down whatever guard I think I have. Yeah. Like, like that, that subconscious guard. And then you kind of get into the music more. Yeah. If that makes sense. And you guys are playing London first, right? I saw mm-hmm. the Dome. Yeah, the venue's tight. So uh, I've I fuck this up all the time. So I put it on the top of my notes. I'm ready. So we're uh, so we're going on tour together. Mm-hmm. So February, we're going to where? Ger- Germany, Germany, Belgium, Netherlands, France, Czech Republic. Yeah, okay. That could be it. Yep. Germany, Belgium, France. So if you're, Republic. so if you're in any of those places, Australia, Vienna, Australia, Austria. It's pronounced Australia. Really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's pronounced Australia. I will. I will take. I will take your word for yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, if I guarantee you, if you go to these shows, Rob will take off his shirt. I guarantee you, he won't. I guarantee you That's he a might. Promise. <laughs> I guarantee you he might. I guarantee you I might. Yeah, exactly. But I also guarantee you that I won't. Sixty percent of the time it works every time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Ten years ago, it would have. That'd have been a bet I'd make. Yeah, that would have been pu- push your chips in. He's taking a shirt off. Yeah. Now, no. No. I eat as much as I can on a regular basis. Yeah, it's it's, it's that that stress eating. Yeah, yeah, just pissed. <laughs> just just fucking, being old and just mad. Fuck. It's just weird. It's life gets hard when you get older, though. I know. It's just it, there's like, like, there's something about it. Like, I, I was uh, I was listening to you explain, uh, new money, old, old pain. Oh yeah, and it's it's just true. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. We uh, the um, what I post that on Instagram or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was cool. Jacoby from Papa Roach like posted that um, song like uh, after the album came out. And, like had a whole thing about it. It was really crazy. I was like, "What? Yeah." What do you say? 
that he was just like listening to. I think it was like a um, like he posted a bunch of stuff in the stories and everything. And I was like, holy shit, that's crazy. Like, how the fuck, you know? That's dope. I know it was wild. So um, yeah, it's not like a single on this. It's like a random song in the album, you know. So yeah, it was an insane moment. People tend to really uh, attach themselves to those kind of songs. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I was stoked about it. It was cool, dude. But yeah, is isn't that like doesn't that fucking suck that when you get older it gets harder to wrestle demons? Is that is that is that a thing? I think it's like the the lows are lower because you're you're tired, you know. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like. A lot of it gets easier. Like, I feel like I've done a good job. Like, I've always struck, like, I mean, I've, it's pretty well documented. I, I speak about mental health issues all the time. It's a, it's a, mm-hmm. it's something that I'm passionate about for personal reasons and for just reasons in general. And so, mm-hmm. um, feel that I've worked in for a very long time as well. So I'm, I'm very attached to mental behavioral health as a whole. And so I, I do enjoy speaking about it. I speak about it a lot on stage, speak about it a lot online. Mm-hmm. Um, but all that is, and my lyrics are obviously all, 90% of them revolve around that stuff. And so, yeah, I don't have any problem talking about it. And it's funny, I obviously spend a lot of time thinking about it. And it's interesting. I struggled a lot when I was younger, shaped, like, had a pretty big impact on the trajectory of my life, for sure. Like, a lot of decisions were made during a time where I was dealing with a lot of those demons. But um, now, as I get older, it's almost easier, like because I feel like you find your own, you get good at finding your, finding your peace and protecting your peace. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like I'm not as troubled by a lot of the things that I would have been troubled by in my younger days. You okay. Know? Yeah. You're right. So you get like, you get like the two sides. You get like, you experience the lows more and. It's like the mids more, you know, it's like, like there's more like even, but, it's more even keeled. I feel like, you know? Hmm. Okay. Maybe I'm just like in a better spot mentally now or something. I'm I'm not sure, but yeah. Well, being a good when you have a good mental spot, it comes up. Okay, you know, yeah. I feel oh shit, I feel good. Some days you just wake up, I I feel good. Yeah, holy shit, and it's nice having. That's like why I still do the band because like that's my therapy. That's my mm-hmm. outlet. That's where I get to say everything that I can't say elsewhere. Or. Mm-hmm whatever you know what i mean like it's just that's so i think there's a lot of um it's cathartic in that way you know like that's my therapy yeah and you almost left it <laughs> yeah 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 very temporarily yeah i know i know we talked about it last time but how how old were you when that it's a good question was that 2016 so 28 28 29 i don't even yeah yeah, it ha- it happens in your twenties. You're like, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm fucking done with this, dude. Exactly. It's, it's over. No, exactly. no. And, and imagine if you would have actually committed to that decision at the time. You convinced yourself that this is. I would be miserable. Yeah, crazy. And we don't tour a lot. Like we go to Europe twice a year. We do a few things here and there in the States multiple times a year. You're like, we don't do a lot. We're obviously not like a full-time band, you know? So it's like, I, I just need like just a little bit, you, you know, to, mm-hmm. to be good. So it's like, man, I couldn't imagine not having 
not having it. But I didn't think that you could do it like that. Like, I think I had in my mind, like, okay, if we're not going to be a full-time band, if we're not going to go 100,000%, then it's got to be zero. It's like, it's got to mm, be, yeah, it's got to be all the way or, or no way. Yep. And yep. so, because it's hard to strike a balance. It's hard to do it and still be relevant and still get to do cool things. It's not, true, you know? So, because there's obviously a lot of bands that have tried that and it didn't work great, you know? And it's like, I didn't want to have that fate. So I don't know. It's just like a weird. It's weird because you can't predict the future. Nah, it's so, yeah. It's easier to it's, give up. It's easier to just say, is. fuck it, like, you know? Yeah, I've, I always want, want to give up sometimes. Sometimes, like, a, a creep in the head, you, you, won't, you won't do it, but uh, it, it kind of ties into to that song, New, New Money, Old Pain. And sometimes I'll, especially, especially dri- driving here, you see, like, you know, homeless people, and like, I always think, like, man, I was, just, just the responsibility of just fucking being alive, man. Well, I just want to fucking just not worry about money, just be homeless. Yeah. It's like, fuck, I f- fuck this. But then, like, just something that's, you know, keeps you going. Yeah. You know? Well, you guys are killing it now, though. The new album's awesome. I talked about that last time, actually, too. Thank you. Through, yeah, through. I can't remember who I was just telling that to the other day. I was talking to somebody about because I was talking to somebody about the tour, and I mentioned the new album. I was like, I was like yeah, the new album's insane. Like, I don't even listen to that style of music, you know what I mean? But it's mm-hmm. awesome. Like, it's hard. Yeah, uh, I have a, a, a similar, you know, experience with, with you. It was, but it was, this was, like, mid-20s. It's like, man, I want to fucking quit, dude. Yeah. This is, this is, this is. But, yeah, if thinking about if that decision actually happened, yeah, you'll be, be miserable. Dude. Be miserable, dude. You guys have had, I feel like, we've been pretty even, you know? Like, you guys have had crazy highs. You had that moment, obviously, where you kind of changed the style. You know, you dealt with all those people. It's terrible. Mitch, obviously. Like, so Mm -hmm. many different highs, so many different lows, so many different weird eras of the band. Like, that that would be a much... I feel like your journey has been much more extreme. I'm going to say difficult, but it's been more extreme. Like, Lionheart's has been pretty middle you know like we're doing great now and that's fantastic but we haven't experienced all the same like highs and all the same lows that you have yeah i could not imagine it it, it drove it drove us nutty uh yeah nutty like i mean you mentally it was like nutty you had had to really like control like like your thoughts i could not imagine i truly could not imagine because you've experienced like yeah you're right i mean it's just like it's like you have like the extreme yeah Emotions, the lows, the lows, the highs, the highs. Totally. And, and now, and now you're bouncing like like a fucking airplane, dude. It's just like what the, f-? and then trying to navigate getting older in general. Yeah. You know, which is which. I mean, we all I think deal with. It's hard. It's, we're getting older while trying to navigate our own shit, our own life. And then uh, have and that. in the genres we subscribe to, I don't think that makes it easier to get older either. You know what I mean? No. So it's, it's just gonna go away. Oh no, you can't. You can't. Oh. Yeah. Dude, it's it's a miracle. I always say this, but it's just a miracle we're, we're still here. Totally, I, I can't I can't believe in you guys. Is, I mean, you what you're playing like the? Do you think you're playing the biggest venues guys have ever even played? Yes, on this next tour, yeah. The this I mean, thanks to you guys, but yeah, this tour. <laughs> when we're not headlining, you, you <laughs> I are. Mean, well, dude, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think everybody's coming just to see us. I'm pretty sure about that, but yeah, it's that this next tour is the biggest headliner that we have ever done by far like it's, it's crazy t- terrifying is it's, it 
It's good. Dude, a hundred, yeah, I'm fucking scared out of my mind. Yes. Yeah, hell yeah. That's what I want to hear. Fuck yeah, dude. Dude, yeah. That's cool. Not confident. No. It's, oh. it's, it's terrifying, dude. Yeah. I mean, if we were going out playing like 500 cap clubs, then I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Let's go sell these out. Yeah. But yeah, dude, I mean, some like, like take Leipzig, for instance. That'll be the biggest headlining show. Of your career? Of our career. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, House Ansi's what, like, 3,500 cap, 3,000 cap. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Over three. It has a three in front of it. So, like, Damn. either that's insane. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it's like, that's scary, dude. That's crazy. That's just, it's scary, but it's also exciting. Yeah. And a lot of the venues, like, they're all, like, then kind of the next level up from the last tour we did, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, fuck it, let's go. I mean, it's the it's the hardest package like it was it's so funny tom um uh he plays guitar for stray he manages us uh we were talking the other day um and it's it's so funny to me because when he and i were thinking about like okay what do we want this tour to be like the the headliner this exact lineup we said like okay dream lineup Suicide Talents, Kubla oh, wow. Khan, Pale Face. Literally, like, no. I, dude, I probably still have the text from like a year ago when we first started, like, or like nine months ago when we first started thinking about it, you know? Yeah. And then it actually happened, which is even more insane. Like, that, that never happens. Never happens, dude. Never happens. You've built a thousand headliners before. Is the is the lineup you go out with the <laughs> it's, lineup it's, you thought you? Like, it's like the last fucking. It's the. <laughs> it's actually the one that you didn't even think up. It's yeah. the one that like your manager or your agent yeah, calls yeah. you and like, hey, actually, yeah. uh, everyone else said no, so now we have this, you know. And it's like that's what I was expecting. It's crazy to have like gotten, been able to put together the lineup that you actually wanted. How how did it happen? I mean, first step was you guys. Mm-hmm. I called you. Mm-hmm. You and I just talked, actually. Um, which I was tripping on because I was like, I can't believe I'm going to call Suicide Silence. Has to like, I feel like a fucking fuck idiot. I was like, this guy's going to want to murder me. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's literally what I... I, I, I think, I'm pretty sure I'd have like Tom or Wally, our guitar player... Like probably hype me up or something before sure. I called you. Oh, I, was really? like, I feel like an it, yeah, dude. Suicide <laughs> sounds. I mean, yeah, it's cool. So, um, and I'm pretty sure it took me like a good 45 seconds to actually ask you. I was like, oh yeah, you know, you guys are the and I like had to set it up, you know. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, my so, goodness, dude. Oh my goodness. Um, first had to do that, and then um, Kublacon, Like we've been friends with them for a long time and mm-hmm. Scott Lee their manager oh, man- shit. managed us for a long time and so that was and we had taken them out before in Europe um, yeah. on a headliner and so like our camps are pretty close that that wasn't like too difficult Pale Face originally couldn't do it they were going to do a different tour mm-hmm. um, and we were like fuck uh, and then that tour like canceled and just like fell through right like, to be yeah exactly and I was like, meant to be, yeah, yeah. dude. So we got pretty lucky on that one. Um, but, like, what a nuts lineup. It's crazy. That it's is crazy. Hard, it's the hardest. Yeah, it's crazy. The, the, the lineup is great. It's cr- it's crazy. And, and and what's crazy about you and Lionheart is, like, you don't really know about your band unless you know about your band. It's like so, Totally. So for me, like, 
approaching like yeah like, like the rest of the guys were like what so I, I had to like convince them yeah, like this is why i felt funny calling you and asking because it is true it's like the mo- we're it. like the most known unknown or something yeah exactly so i mean your fans know you in germany and, and, and yeah. europe like oh this is massive yeah but they explain to, oh, dude totally then like try, i mean i didn't know until i did like extensive research on on you yeah dude i i didn't know i was like oh shit i mean they're playing massive fucking shows and out across the ocean yeah and i i didn't know so now yeah. so but but now i know from from looking into it after a few hours of doing research yeah so i had to tell the guys trust me yeah. like these th- i know this, dude, this, it's, is, this is a different story across across the planet yeah you know it's 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 a trip dude it's uh ernie got it yeah a, a drummer he 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 knows pretty much every band and Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, Surprised. like it's a trip, dude. I'm, st- I can't. The lineup is crazy, and the shows are selling wild. Like, yeah, we just did that post the other day with you guys. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, and yeah, a bunch of the shows are already at like seventy five percent. Wow, sold. I'm like, the fuck. Like, Damn, this was good. like, why did they think they were? Did, did they mean to click on knocked loose or something? Like, mm-hmm. you know. So, but but people that know, especially behind the scenes, people that know about your band know. Yeah. If you don't know, they have no fucking idea. Totally. Because <laughs> we're, we're not like. This is how we're. Haven't been weird. on like a big label. We haven't been like cool. We're not, you know. But like, yeah. you know. It's bizarre. The people are works. showing up, so I don't get it. It's crazy. Yeah. Why is hard? I asked you last time. What? How? Why is hardcore bigger out there, dude? I don't know. It's funny too, because even in America, it's like. It appears big sometimes online, like on Instagram, hardcore can appear big in the States, mm-hmm. but it's like the fests are big, but then the shows outside of yeah a couple bands, like they're still mm-hmm. doing 150 to 250, maybe 350 kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like across the country, outside of like a few major markets where they can pull off like some bigger shows. Sure. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it, it's like. You have your pockets of like big fests. You're for the children. Your FYA. Your blah blah blah. You already know the drill. Like you mm-hmm. have your fest, and they smash. But outside of that, it's not that big. Save five bands, you know. Sure. In Europe, it's just different. I just think the culture around music is different out there. Hmm. And like, I I also don't think it's as like you you'll see when we go out there. I mean. We've been a hardcore band since we started, but the you can't do a couple thousand like people a night just hardcore kids. You know what I mean? Like they don't even exist. So mm-hmm. it's like festival people are going, like all sorts of it's it's huh. it's different. Like it's so many different, so many different types of people. It's really interesting. It is. Yeah, it's very interesting, dude. Are you bringing out uh, Value of Death for this one? Yes. There you go. Yes. That's sick. My all-time favorite song, dude. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah. So yeah, you had so you had these lyrics for like years, and you, and you didn't even have like you, you, you couldn't find a song to to uh, put them in, huh? Exactly. Yeah, I huh? wrote I wrote Valley of Death like the lyrics to Valley of Death probably ten years before the Valley of Death album, and I just didn't have hmm. anywhere to put them, and I was like, it's probably the same like when you write a riff or something, and you're a like almost protective of it, you know? Yeah. You're like, I'm not using, I'm not throwing, this isn't going to be like a filler riff. I'm not letting this get buried and yeah. you save it till it, it's the right 
for the right song, you know? Mm-hmm. That's how I was with those lyrics. I was just like, oh, no, I love these. I don't care if anybody else ever likes them. I love them. I'm saving them till like, I have the song that I want to have, you know? Mm-hmm. So Why are they your favorite lyrics? I don't know. To be honest, oh, I just really? like... Yeah, I, I like I liked the flow. I felt like it was like my most honest, you know, the most honest version of that type of moment, you know, because mm-hmm. I've been writing about all of that forever. It's like ninety percent of my lyrics are are about you know similar topics or you know around that that space, you know, um, depression, mental health whatever and so it's just like anything you sometimes you feel like you did a good job at it and sometimes you're like Mm -hmm. okay it's like a passing grade you know i probably could have explained it differently or framed it differently Mm -hmm. that song for some reason i just felt connected to it i just felt like i told the story exactly how i wanted to tell the story that's like not always easy sometimes it does sometimes the the story like you're like forced you have to force a line in or you have to mm-hmm. you know you don't have all the options you want to have because you're trying to make the words fit into the song you know in this case True. i had already written the words and i had written it exactly how i wanted to write it and so i just felt like i did a, i did what i wanted to do in it hmm. yeah so that's crazy there's no there's no really Reason? No, like the, I don't think it's is, like the best Lionheart song or something. It's just my favorite because I think that it's me at my most honest, and it's just a story. There's no chorus. There's no like. It's just you know a, a minute thirty banger. Yeah, done, done. But I'm from the old school. I love I love a good intro. You know what I mean? People aren't yeah. rocking intros anymore. It's true. It's just going straight in. Yeah, I love the intros, dude. So yeah, people right now are just fucking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to have a little bit of foreplay, man, you know? I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree, dude. <laughs> I agree. So here we are. Or maybe, it back. Or maybe, like, like the, the intro just needs to be really, it just it needs to hook you in somehow. Yeah. You know, it just needs to, because that's, that's actually the hardest thing to do also, like, just stri- stripping away what's not needed. Surprisingly, that's very difficult. Very, very difficult. I mean, even, like, we... I feel like well, I can only imagine for lyrics. You, you actually have an actual story that you're probably trying to to uh, convey. Yeah, and it's so funny because it's like I uh, those songs never end up being the biggest songs, you know. Like, mm-hmm. like Valley of Death was it, it? It's 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 bigger now, but when it came out, like I tried to make it a single. It was like the lead off single of that of really? the album Valley of Death. Yeah, huh? And I don't think it didn't really work at huh. the time, you know? Uh, and so in retrospect, probably, but it's like, dude, you know how it is huh. when you're a band. It's like you, you, I feel like you're constantly making decision of like, okay, when you're choosing a song like that, or even when you're choosing your set list, it's like, okay, do I want to play what I want to play because I think it's <laughs> awesome? Or do I want to, do I play like what I know other people want to hear, mm-hmm. you know? And that was like, when I tried to have Valley of Death be the leadoff single for the album Valley of Death, I was just like, you know what? I fucking like this song. Like, this is my shit. Leadoff single. And Didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so it's... It's, it's, a, it's, it's a nice ego check sometimes. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I, I, it's good now. I mean, what is, I mean, it, it, it is, it's your top 10. Dude, now it's, it's crazy. Now it's in the top 10 on Spotify. So I'm like, all right, cool. Maybe I was, maybe I was ahead of my time. You know, that's what I like to think. But sometimes things creep up and you just, you can't. It's crazy. You just don't, you don't know. Or like you, you might put out a record and then they'll go back and then they'll connect, connect to this song. You just don't fucking know, dude. I also think like it's the same with any band. It's like when you, it's like with Leinhardt, if you know, parts of my story and you know what I speak about and you know how I feel about mental health or behavioral health in general mm-hmm. and then you hear that song you're like, okay this makes sense you know and mm-hmm. so I think that you kind of need that context for it to add up for the listener sometimes you know yeah sometimes you need any context yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know. maybe that's just where it's at now hey Jay do, do me a favor play that uh play that clip I, I, t- I told you to play and fucking crank it Crank this shit. I'm gonna do. What do we got? I'm, I'm gonna test uh, test something. Okay. Uh, yeah. You mentioned You mentioned uh AJ We uh, you mentioned uh That was Hellfest. In France, right? Yeah, yeah. Sick, dude. That's a sick yeah. festival, dude. Yeah. You mentioned bipolar. Mhm. So is is that something that that you dealt with? Yeah, I got I think I had diagnosed bipolar when I was I actually don't remember young, like kid, like middle middle school or something, you know? Yeah. Really? Dude, I was, yeah. And this was like a wild time too, because I was a kid during, you know, 90s, early 2000s or whatever. And that's when like, at my recollection of it at, at least was when I feel like the pills started to get more and more popular and they were just like, Parents were being told to like put their oh, kids shit. on this and put their kids on that, and it was like pill. I felt like pill mania, you Fuck, know. It sucks. And so it's like, dude, I I think I was on it. Everything you could be on, you know. What were you on, dude? I I don't even remember. Effexor was one that like f- just didn't work well for me. Um, I don't know. I was on a ton. Of, dude, I was on it everything. And then like you know all the Damn. bullshit like the like I don't even. That's not even a. I can, honestly can't even remember. Yeah, because I was I was probably like ten, eleven, twelve. Like I don't remember, you know. Effects I was on later on, and it just like didn't that fucked with my mind in a weird way too. I just like now I'm not on, not on anything. So yeah, you're right. There was like a time where they were really pushing like your kid has ADD or is your is your yeah kid like up? the eight. I feel like there was like an ADD explosion, and then like everybody was on like Ritalin and then Adderall and then all that. Like it was crazy time. I can't do. I'm terrified of Adderall. I'm terrified dude. of it. Oh, that shit's wild, dude. Especially like as a kid. Like I, I, I'm not saying it's not. It doesn't make sense for some people. Of course it does, you mm-hmm. know. But it's also I. I yeah. Um, Ten. You're a kid. You're a child. Yeah. The way I experienced it was there wasn't a ton of. Uh, I don't think there was a lot of oversight. So in the prescribing process so so what like you're so you're 
you're a child and then what like like your mom's like i think he's bipolar or i, I no I it's think like he, it happens what, at what, the what, what, it happens at the school at this at least for me it was happening at like the school level you know like you're getting in trouble you're not performing well in class or they're noticing behaviors that are in- inconsistent with what they would expect for a kid at that age level right hmm. um or age or or um class level and so you know, they'll go through, they could go through any number of, I think there are school psychs at like every school, you know, so they'll go through all these other different processes, yeah. um, put you on, diff- they'll evaluate you, put you through a series of tests to determine what resources you may or may not need. They may talk to your parents, may suggest you see somebody outside of school. Like there's a lot of different routes that you could go. Hmm. Um, and so, yeah. And that, and that was it. And then, so, so the school says this and then that, yeah. and then, and turn from that, Okay, now now you're seeing an actual doctor. Yeah. And they like a school psych's not going to like a school psych evaluates you for a set of resources you may or may not have access to or need. They don't um diagnose you so to speak. Okay. You know. They would tell you that you need to see somebody outside of they would suggest to your parents that you need to see somebody outside of school and then you would do that. And you're diagnosed with bipolar. Yeah. Bipolar, like, then they, I, what was, um, oppositional defiant disorder. It's like, it sounds made up, but what I actually, is that? I don't know. I Googled it like a couple years ago. Cause I was like, I wonder if that was made up. It's, apparently it's a real thing. I think it's just like another name for like being an asshole, I guess, <laughs> to be honest, like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's honestly like a time where like, yeah, and they said that ADD and ADHD and like all these different stuff, you know, like they were just like applying it to any kid that had any oh, problem, you know, you get Ritalin and you get Adderall and you get this and you get that and you know, and it's like, it's like, just call your kid a FA, a fucking asshole. Your, yeah. your, your kid is diagnosed with FA, a fucking dude, asshole. It's crazy. dude. <laughs> it's crazy. crazy. Bipolar. What, I mean, what, what are the symptoms of that? I mean, it, it could vary for anybody. It's just, um, and it's going to be different for everybody. I think, like, as life progressed, um, that was less of an issue for me, and it was more um, just like a, I guess, like a general um, general depression that I had dealt with. And hmm. um, I just never responded well to... There was never like a pill or a prescription that made me feel better. It just, it always seemed to make it worse. And it actually, it, and I don't want to add, I'm not advocating for people not uh, taking medication or something like that for, mm-hmm. I mean, these are all diseases that in a lot of cases make a lot of sense to take medication for and people should take that seriously. For me, it just, and I'm not sure if it was a medication thing in general or if the dosage wasn't right or um, if the prescription was right or, or what the case was, but for me, I just, I never responded well to it and it brought out the worst sides in me, you know, it, 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 yeah, it made things a lot more difficult. So what, uh, what, what were the side effects? Um, I mean, for me, like in my, I can't even remember what I was on specifically, but in my like late teens, yeah, I like whatever I was on then made me far more like violent and it was just it was it was it 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 was weird dude i don't even know how to explain it like it was just a very bad dark time so 
Damn. Yeah, it's crazy. And again, it's just like uh, the same dosage of the same prescription may work wonders and save one person's life and it may throw somebody else into a tailspin, you know? It's just like that's the nature of true that type of beast, you know? Um, and so for me, it just it didn't feel right and um, I felt myself being an even worse version of myself than I was trying to get away from. And so, um, yeah, I think once I turned 18, I wasn't on it. I just stopped all of it. And so you're talking at least like eight years. Of being, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why it's like I, I'm, time, I'm, dude. That's why it's like, man, it's like hard to even say what I was on. Like I, I'm serious. I was probably on everything you could imagine being on. You know, so depression medication, there's anxiety medications, bipolar medications, like what AD, ADD medica, everything. It's all different. You know what I mean? They all do different things, and so, um, and it's like you go to one doctor, it doesn't work. You try another one, and like half of them, like, dude, they're seeing so many fucking people, like, they don't give a shit. You know. Like that was also a different time for, um, like big pharma as well. There wasn't any rules. <laughs> like, mm, that's true. It, there wasn't any rules. It was like the the pills they were prescribing were based on like who had the best looking like female sales reps and who was taking doctors <laughs> out to fucking dinner. <laughs> oh my and stuff. goodness, you know what I mean? It wasn't like I'm not Fuck. again. I'm not like saying that's every doctor or something, but yeah. like a lot of people had poor experiences in the prescription world because they were either inauthentically evaluated or inauthentically prescribed or whatever. Like, can, can you remember, like, what you were, like, I mean, let, let's say high school. Can you remember what you were thinking and feeling like on, on, on all that shit? No, because also, like, I don't think I understood the impacts of... Like, I got to take some ownership, obviously. You know, I don't think I was, I wasn't always taking things in the way that I was being prescribed because if I wasn't feeling good on it or if I wasn't feeling right, then I would, I would pause taking it. And then mm-hmm. I would, you know, they'd, they'd try to start me somewhere else. And, and so you sure. never really like, it takes a long time for your body to get used to some of those medications. At least that's like what some, again, for some people, that's how they experience it, you know? Yeah. And so if you're constantly, pausing and changing up how like that's not your body's not going to react to it in the way that it's supposed to react anyway so the Hmm. whole thing was bad so it's like if you ask me how i if i remember how i felt on that not really because for most of my high school like i was probably switching between like medications in a weird way way like i can't i can't even imagine so it's just like it was never right you know it was never right it was just weird dude that's why i say like it did more harm than good you know yeah how how was your time in high school because just just being a kid is already hard just being just being in high school is fucking hard and to add on top of that i didn't really go so (laughs) (laughs) yeah um Where'd you go? Where were you? Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't. I, uh, the last, I mean, I had a, dude, I had a pretty wild, uh, I guess my, my education trajectory is, um, abnormal. I 
the I ended up getting my GED. Long story short, the last grade I completed in school was ninth grade. Really? Yeah. That was the last grade you completed. Yeah. Although I did ninth. go twice. You went that good twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you were you were that guy. I, I, I doubled up. I was like, you know, this is kind of chill. <laughs> this is kind of chill. I think I may hit this one more time. Let's run it back. Okay. Uh, it was not cool the second time. Um, Fuck, that sucks. Actually, I don't even... Did I? No, wait. I honestly can't even remember now, but the last grade I completed was ninth grade. Um, why, did you, why did they keep, keep you back a year? Uh... I don't even, I just like wasn't doing my work. Like I didn't, I just like didn't participate, you know, huh. like I just, I was in a bad, I was in a bad place, you know? Um, and for whatever reason, I just like wasn't able to, uh, yeah, I wasn't able to make it work, you know? Um, hmm. And yeah, the family was going through a lot of like transition then as well, if I'm remembering correctly uh and um yeah like we there was times we didn't in between places you know what i mean Hmm. um and so single mom two kids like that whole thing and Mm -hmm. uh in between homes and that it wasn't like going to school wasn't my first priority you know um Mm -hmm. so yeah eventually ended up getting my ged um, so didn't actually like complete high school, but did did end up getting my MBA from Kellogg, which is like a top three school in the world. So complete opposite. It works out to... sometimes. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So so what, what, like what was going on when you were supposed to be a sophomore, and 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 so so you complete the ninth grade for the second time, then then what then what happened around around there? Yeah, we just like uh, there's a lot of stuff going on at home. We, um, my mom had le- like my mom, and my stepdad at the time had had broken up, so we were kind of like in between places, like I said, mm-hmm. um, and that was like a little bit of a wild time. Uh, and I just wasn't like school wasn't what I was gonna do then. You know, we didn't have any money. Like we didn't have anywhere to like stay at a hotel. Sometimes like doing the whole thing, you know, mm-hmm. and so. Um, one of my other friends was like in landscaping and got me a job and I was like, all right, this is cool. Like, so I just started working. Gee, well, you're probably 14. I was like 15. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Already working full time. Fuck it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, I mean, that at least probably kept you out of trouble. 15, I, 16. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Were you, were you drinking back then or no? No. no. Thank God. I didn't have my first drink till I was 28. 28, really? Yeah, I swear to God. Holy fuck. Also, not straight edge before you ask me. Okay. <laughs> I just didn't drink. Like, How yeah. did you go on such a, like, what sounds like such a chaotic life? How did you go on without drinking? I think I just, like, saw a lot. Of, I had a lot of close friends growing up that um, uh, were addicts, um, drugs and alcohol. And uh, one of my best friends in the in the world it was, um, and pretty severe alcoholic and, uh, a drug addict. And I spent a lot of time when I was a teenager, like going to AA with them or NA with them to support them. You know what I mean? In, in, in your teens. Yeah. 
Whoa. And so, uh, like during that same time, right? Like when I was like 15 or 16 or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so it, I think it just, it would have felt weird, you know, to like go to AA with your best friend oh, or NA yeah. with your best friend three to five days a week and then turn around and drink like it just it wasn't and I wasn't I don't hmm. I was never not drinking because I was against drinking I just genuinely didn't have the urge because of what I had seen going on around me you know you were seeing it firsthand yeah 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 and he struggled hmm. with like a lot of people I grew up struggled with a lot of that but yeah and so yeah he had a lot of drug issues and alcohol issues and they eventually got the best of him, led him to make some pretty poor choices, and now he's doing 35 years behind a murder charge. So it's, like, crazy, you know? Oh and so that shit's nuts. That was, yeah. And, pro- and probably from, from, your, uh, from your, like, perspective, he was, like, a cool guy, was super chill, just trying, just trying to get better. He's a beautiful person. He's one of the most beautiful people that I know, you know, and it's, it's more sad too. That story is, is incredibly sad. Um, but, uh, it was crazy afterwards too, because I remember, um, dude was nuts. It was like on the news. There was like a, it was no. like a nationwide manhunt. The FBI fucking came to my house. No. Like, dude. Yeah. It was when I was living in California. Actually at that point I had already moved to California. I was probably like 19 or something. I don't even nine, yeah, 19 or 20. I don't I don't know. I was like young, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and he wasn't living in California anymore and uh the FBI came to my house to ask me if I had like had any contact with him in the last couple of days and I was like, "What? No, why?" Like I don't know. We hadn't talked that week or something, you know. Um they asked me a bunch of questions uh and then it turns out he's on a, they're on a fucking manhunt for him, like across the country because he had, yeah, made some poor choices. It's crazy. And so anyway, Aww. after they finally caught him, um, I, uh, like I went and visited him. Like I wouldn't visit him a ton, like in jail and then in prison, yada, yada, yada. Well, I was at the trial. I did all, like spoke, did all that stuff, you know? Um, and it's like, I think that stuff is always sad because sad for everybody involved, you know, like it goes without saying, but I'll say anyway, obviously sad for the victim and anybody who knew the victim and whatever other direct and indirect impacts like stem from that. No Mm -hmm. doubt. I think it's also sad for me personally, knowing this person saying, Hey, like it's wild to watch somebody be two, two people, you know, like the person he is now is not the same person that committed that crime and did those things you know like when heroin or alcohol or any type of drug or whatever has a hold on you if you've ever known anybody that's Mm. been through that like that is not them you know I don't think they have true agency they don't have power over themselves they are in a they made the choice to be there obviously but Mm -hmm. at that point they're taken somewhere else you know and so it's fucked Mm. up to see like somebody sitting there almost paying for the crimes as somebody else. Like they're just not the same person. And so it's just a sad, it's a sad thing to watch, you know, like the juxtaposition of of those two things, I think is just, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a wild thing 
to watch. Yeah, what do you think that is? You think it was just a... I wrote a bunch a, of songs about him, too, and you, again, anybody else who's ever followed, like, Lionheart, 30 Years was written about him, Brothers Keeper was written about him, Escalante was written about him. I tried to write a song from almost every album, so... I mean, it sounds like he was one of like a very good friend of yours. Oh, he's my best friend. Yeah, absolute best friend. Oh man, I've always like do I, I think about that? Like what like, what makes people make those kind of choices? I mean, for him, it was drugs. I mean, because I, I you know, we've been best friends forever. I grew up with them, and um, I mean, he's my brother. You know, and uh, like, dude, I mean, we've been everywhere together done everything together and i've seen all these different versions of him you know mm-hmm. like when he's clean and when he's sober for yeah dude. He's, and he's on a good stretch like a good six month stretch you know and it, for anybody listening that doesn't know somebody's gone through that you're th- probably thinking six months like that sound doesn't sound like a major deal if you've known somebody that struggled six months is, can be a long time and it's certainly enough time for them for their personality to change and for them to be a different person right mm-hmm. and so Anyway, seeing them in, in that state where they're kind of pure and they're they're themselves again, and then seeing them revert back to this person that you don't even know, you know? Like, that's that's just a wild thing to witness over and over and over again, because this yeah. was like a constant... It's a constant thing, right? Constant, dude. And I think a lot of people know somebody like that, unfortunately, and it's like... How many times did he go to rehab? Oh, dude... <laughs> I mean, I don't, I truly don't know. More than five times. I've always, again, I was, I always wonder like what makes people go back? Especially when, when, they have, when they have these like lengths of success. Yeah. And then they, they just go back all the time. I'm always like, what is that? Yeah, it's, uh, at least from my experience, it would, there, everybody, they just have triggers, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not an addict. Uh, I, I I don't know what that feels like. Uh, mm-hmm. So I guess it's hard to comment on it. But from what I've seen and what I've lived with and been a part of, I mean, that's who I moved mm-hmm. to California with. When we were 18, we got in a car and drove to California together, you know? Fuck. And so it's like. That is heavy. You know? That is sad. Yeah. It was, dude, it, it's, oh, yeah, and God. it's. Yeah, it's uh, it's part it's part of hard to comment on. But do you think some people just just don't change? I don't know. I think it's your, and this is obviously like a, there's a lot of sides to this mm-hmm. coin as well, um, or this argument. And uh, I I am a. a and again, this a lot of people are going to feel differently. I, I am a, a big believer in the um, product of your environment. Yeah, side of the argument. I think there's there's one side that's kind of the oh everybody has a choice and pull yourself up by your bootstraps and mm-hmm. anybody can be anything and all this and the yeah sure that's that's totally true totally valid. Um, I think I I'm I'm a version of that story. I. Gradu- I the last grade I completed was ninth grade. I got my fucking GED. And then fast forward a, f- a, a, a decade, I get my MBA from Kellogg, one of the best schools in the entire world. Fine. 
cool. Mm-hmm. What they're not recognizing though is that you still start from different starting points. Okay. That's the difficulty. Yeah, you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You can do this, you can do that, that's fine. But I think everybody ultimately is a product of their environment and you start at different starting places. Like a lot of people have head starts, people have different it depends on how you grow up, all these different things. So it's like mm-hmm. this person, for instance, he was dealt different bad hands early. He started at a different starting place. He found himself in scenarios where it was normalized to make decisions like trying heroin for the first time or like oh. drinking when you're too, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. not everybody is in a scenario where it's normalized to say, yes, I'll try heroin for the first time. Like that's not normal for a lot of people, right? Not because you know better or you don't know better, but because your environment dictates the context in which you're living in, you know, mm-hmm. and your ability to make quote unquote good decisions or your ability to recognize what's normal and what's not normal. Mm-hmm. And so I think that plays a part into it for sure. You still ultimately make your own decisions. So I don't want to like say there's not ownership on, on either, either side, you know, you make a bad decision, make a bad decision, but there's that. And then, alcoholism, drug addiction, those are diseases, you know, like there's, Mm -hmm. your body's having a chemical reaction to things that you put in it. So yeah, you made the choice to put that in your body. You made a choice to, to do that for sure, but it's a disease. Like you don't get to just wake up and change, you know, like you can change being an asshole or not, you know, like true. it's, it's annoying when you see somebody who's just a dick. Yeah. That's like a changeable habit, you know? Yes, that's very true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, yeah. like that to me is changeable. Um, wearing two polos at one time, that's changeable. You don't got to be a dick like that, you know? <laughs> okay. Like, you don't got to do that. But I think, you know, play, playing a, a, those headless guitars, I hate those. You don't got to do that. I don't know if I struck a chord with you right now. But I see that. I'm mad. You don't got to do that. That's a changeable. That person can change if they really try. I feel you know? like an asshole when, when, when I judge it. I judge it immediately. If I'm I see like, one that's of those, fucking ugly, dude. It's terrible, dude. But that I, person, I, I do believe, can change. Okay. I don't think that's a disease. It's close. <laughs> yeah. It's close. And there's probably some disease mm. component to it. Yeah. But ultimately, I think that person can change. <laughs> Folks that are like dealing with real issues, I don't know, man. That's, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's but, hard. but but weren't yes, you guys- they can. Obviously, there's a lot of people that do. I, I think it's just, and I don't want to sound like I'm like apologizing for somebody that has clearly made poor decisions and made poor decisions consistently. There has to be ownership there, but there's parts of it that that are just really difficult, you know, and really hard to watch, especially when you love somebody. Mm-hmm. It's always a weird stance that that you have with something extreme when it's someone you know very closely like a best friend or a brother or a sister it's very different it's different when like it's like a you read a headline or you watch news or you you hear your friends doing with this so you're just like but when it's you just see it oh it's easy to judge it's just man it's hard when it's your own people though dude i mean and it's it's crazy it's sad dude it's yeah it's it's fucked up, and I never really talk about it. I mean, I, I tried to write a song for him on basically every album until it got, like, repetitive, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Um, but, but yeah. I, I was curious if you. If, but weren't you guys from the same area? No, uh, he was actually no. We were not from the same area. Okay, we grew up in different spots, but we met at a uh, a juveniles retreat. Oh yeah, damn. Okay, yeah. What is what is that a little, like? A little club med for bad boys, <laughs> and so really, yeah. So when we were both like super young, and we were just um, like attached ever since then, you know. It's like, oh shit, you know. We were just like, okay, we're we're one, you know. And it's like it helped us both kind of get through that that fate, that environment, and you kind of got to team up. You know what I mean? And so, I don't know. It just, it, it's so funny, dude. Like, I still remember it. I think about it all the time. Like, I remember being at this this young men's retreat, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, uh, this little club med for juveniles and sitting there doing my thing, probably thinking about how to climb the fucking walls or something. And I just saw him walk in. Like, he was getting, I was, I, I think I got there couple days before him you know so i was still new you know mm-hmm. um and uh i saw him get like dropped in and i don't know we just like looked at each other and we're like we're the same just we're gonna be buds just just knew just knew Some, sometimes you just know dude it was one of those things he's like all right let's go and so yeah we just partnered up and got through it um both got you know both were were out at the same time um roughly and then just like we just stayed stayed pals stayed close did our thing um moved out to california together and yeah i supported him when we were out like i said like going to aa with him going to na with him doing all that and so yeah it just didn't feel right to do any of that while you were like trying to like hold someone else's hand through it so yeah, I didn't know my first drink till I was 28. Crazy. Well, what was your first drink like? Dude, such a ridiculous first drink. Um, my, my, it's insane first drink. My first drink was a um, white Russian because I loved the Big Lebowski. It's a good one. It's an insane first drink. I may be the only person on the planet whose first drink was a, a white Russian. So I just remember thinking like this kind of just tastes like weird milk. Yeah. I wasn't that impressed, to be honest with you. But Namelik will get you fucked up. You have three of them. I mean, you're donezo, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, you're out. You're on another planet. The white Russian, dude. Yeah. Weird first drink. Why? Because they were just, you were at some bar, they were just. I didn't know what to work, because I'm like an adult, and I've never drank, so it was like a weird, what was like, the, ah, I don't know what to, you know? What was the uh, occasion? There wasn't one. I was, I think I just, I literally woke up one day, and I was. I was at that point. I was only drinking because I hadn't drank. Hmm. I mean, I was only not drinking because I hadn't drank. You know what I mean? Sure. There was no longer any reason. Like I, okay. There was nothing left. So yeah. I don't know. I just felt like I was. Like I'm gonna. I don't know. Like I was just not missing out. I don't think it's like that extreme, but kind of. You know. It's like, man, I'm 28. Yeah. It's like, why am I? Still doing this, you know? I've been hearing about these white Russians. Dude. I'm, I'm going to drink it. Yeah. The dude looks like he's having a good time. What's my deal? Yeah. 
And then less than t- 10 years later, you're out at a show drinking shots of tequila. I do love tequila. Yeah. Big agave guy. Tequila, mezcal. Yeah. That's all I drink. It's apparently made for a, a good show. I agree. Yeah, yeah. No, that's all. Yeah, that's all I drink. Love it, dude. How many did you have that night? At House of Blues? Yeah. I didn't have that much. I was trying to be on good behavior. Okay. Yeah. Because I wanted to not not suck, to be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, uh, so maybe only a couple. A couple? Yeah, okay. I was chilling. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, two. Maybe four. I thought you were casually raging because I saw you at the bar. So, I was at, yes, that's true. Yeah. I was like, okay, he's probably, th- 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 this is going to be a good show. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that, that was my first Well, they thought, didn't have know. the good stuff backstage. You know what I mean? They weren't hooking me up. So I had to go to the bar. I take matters in my own hands. Yeah. You know, I need my 1942. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not playing around, dude. Okay. And they, had, they actually had it at uh, House of Blues. I was like, damn, that's good. How much is a shot of that? I actually remember it being cheap at House of Blues, cheap for 1942, which I thought was odd. I yeah. swear to God, it was like 25 bucks or something. For a shot. Yeah. Just cheap for 1942, in my opinion. I mean, it, it should be like 40 bucks. 40 bucks for a shot? Probably, yeah. Holy, I mean, but I, I do hear that the best alcohol to drink is like a, a shot just like that, like around like the 25 to 40 mark. Those kind of shots. Yeah, I you, think you once you go get, past that, it's it's, it's bullshit, dude. Yeah, there's some. I mean, especially in like, I think in tequila too. It's it's interesting because all like the Classe Azules of the world, like all those super expensive ones, it's so sweet. Like it's too sweet. They there's so much flavoring added yep. in it. And mm-hmm. It's like it's expensive just to be expensive, and you don't exactly. age like in Yeho tequila. I, three to four years or something maybe mm. five like it's not that deep you know so l- yeah. like a reposado's two years okay Dude, why is it so expensive it's not like whiskey where you're aging it for like fucking 25 years or 50 years or something crazy we're talking about two years for a repo that's not that deep no once you get past a certain point it's just marketing and branding and like plus those bottles they're like hand painted like classes of bottles are hand painted a lot of those are so you mm. pay for that you know it's, it's like, bullshit. It's like, just, just, just give me the core of it. Just, just give me the good stuff. Dude. There's a great uh, Cava de Oro. It's probably my favorite. That's a great, that's a great, great, great brand. I, I, I've been looking at trying a different tequila because my band downs it. And uh, I realized I was bougie like a couple months ago. Love it. Like we were just like, because they, they like doing, I mean, I'm there too. I'm doing like fucking three shots before a show. Classic. But this the warm tequila. We usually get the rocks. Yeah. Which is a, a good, it's fine. Yeah. But I, I, I get to the point, like, sometimes when you're on tour for two weeks, and so you now you, you get to the point where like, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I want to throw up. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then I fucking, I, I got home and went to some, uh, to get some pizza with, with, with a friend. He's like, you know, try, try this. And they, they, uh, they chilled the shot and poured lime juice in it. Changed my life. I, I'm not doing shots anymore. Don't give me any shots. I don't I, do I, shots. I, I don't want it. I want it. You better come correct when you approach me. I yeah. want I want a fucking chilled dude. with lime. I'm not, I'm not going back. No, I, I don't I'm want fucked. shots, dude. I, I like it. I like a nice 
Nice sipping tequila, nice sipping mezcal. Well, that, well, that, that is the way you do it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on a shot, though. No, I don't do the shot. I don't do the shot. We're fucking doing a shot right now. <laughs> I mean, I do a shot. Yeah, sure. But uh, that's the only bummer about being big in Europe. The tequila situation. Oh, yeah, it's rough. Less than ideal. It's rough, dude. Dude. It, uh, it's, it's not it's, good. It's, it's the one with the, it's a, it's a red hat on top. Dude, kill me. And when we tried, that's probably, that's probably what started the- Bro puking it aspect is so bad that's the worst tequila on the planet and it's like five dollars a bottle europe doesn't like mexicans they, they don't dude they look they, they look at me like i'm a fucking dude they're not having it <laughs> and have you what's this uh there's a i'm just kidding <laughs> i mean there's <laughs> oh shit dude well it's funny like i feel like their version of mexican culture out there is crazy like when they do have like a mexican restaurant Mm -hmm. or like they'll have like mexican drinks on like a bar menu you know and it's always something insane and you're like i don't even know how i don't know how to describe it because it's so crazy it just it's like the worst version of like a chevy's you know yeah like the most it's like whitewashed mexican times a thousand yeah destroyed it is kind of bizarre how long it took Mexican food to get out there. Remember when London got Chipotle? It was a massive deal, dude. Dude. We, we all went there. It was like, oh, shit, we're going to Chipotle. Yeah, it just hasn't, it just hasn't landed out there, dude. It's just not, it's not the thing. Got it. They, had a, they uh, got a Taco Bell in uh, Amsterdam. Game changer. Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. oh yeah. And now, mean, and now you'll be like fucking, yeah, right, right on places like that, like Amsterdam or somewhere in Germany, you'll find like this random Mexican spot. Oh, shit. Try a burrito. Obviously, you're going to, you can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can't expect, but it is, you haven't had a burrito in two weeks. Dude, Taco Bell is still great. Like you're, you're fucking excited, dude. Yeah, they had a Taco Bell. I think it was Barcelona. I think it was See? Barcelona. And I remember seeing it being like, holy oh, shit, let's shit, go. Like, dude. yeah, it's it's on. You, you get really fucking horned up, dude. And dude, like, there's no Taco Bells out there. It's crazy. Yeah, it's exciting. Why? I wonder why it, it's taken so long for this culture to get out there. I don't know. I don't know, because there's more KFCs in Europe, I think, than anywhere else on the planet. Hmm. It's like they're, they're, they're digging some of our stuff, but... It's like they like West Coast hardcore. I mean, so obviously I like mean, they, 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 yeah. they, are, they are getting some out there. They're getting some, but yeah, the tequila situation, the Mexican food situation, no. it's not great out there, dude. It's going to be rough. We're going to have to bring our own stuff on this tour. You and me got to team up. Dude, I'm going to bring a can of beans. I mean, bring more than one. <laughs> That's not going to last you very long. Dude, a can of beans, dude. Just a single can. Yep. All right. Or maybe, I'll, maybe I'll ship out some uh, some cheese. Dude, did it? Oh, dude, a little case of fresco. Dude, that'd be sick. Yeah, that'd be fucking nuts, dude. Midnight, just drunk. Yeah. Fucking, I was just kind of being sound, sounding really good. This is gonna. You're not gonna. <laughs> you're not gonna believe me when I say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway, okay. and I stand by this. Mm-hmm. I make the best huevos rancheros on the planet. I, I I don't doubt it. You should doubt it. It's not. I shouldn't make the best huevos rancheros on the planet, but I do. I stand by it. Very confident about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude. It's my favorite thing to make in the whole world. Well, you're going to make it out in Germany. I'm sorry. I mean, I wish I could, dude. I don't think they have the they don't have the ingredients, dude. Well, you need eggs, chips. Uh, th- good. Can you, the case of fresco is what made me think of it because I, I always oh, okay. dribble some of that on there. Well, let's get a fucking, let's get a thing of cheese. Just put it in the fucking toilet or something. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know man. 
I don't know. It's crazy. One t- I remember going to a liquor store, like a big liquor store in, I want to say it was Essen. It was like before a tour. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go to a liquor store. I'm going to buy my own Mezcal, you know, my own tequila, whatever I can find. I'm going to buy a couple bottles of good stuff, uh-huh. bring it with me. I'll be set, you know? That way I don't get the fucking red hat tequila, you know? Oh, fuck. It's already... I, I already see it happening, dude. They're, they they didn't have shit. I went to like a big whatever. I don't know what the name of it is. Obviously, it was like a, a big liquor store in Essen. Nothing, nothing. They had Casamigos. That's it. Hmm. That was oh, their whole gosh, their whole tequila and med, their whole agave selection was Casamigos tequila mm-hmm. and a Casamigos mezcal. That was it. We're just gonna get fat. Whatever. This is. We're gonna have to bring our own shit, dude. What's what's the name of your bass player? Uh, Ricky. Ricky, he, he was raging. When, when, when I saw him, he said, well, are, you, are we, we going to party? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Was like, he drinks right. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know this is sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him yeah. and Dan Kane are going to get along too well. Who? Him and our bass player, Dan, are going to get oh, along nice. a little bit too well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a dangerous combo. Well, bass players, you don't, you don't have any responsibilities. Well, I was just talking to our, our guitar player, Wally. He also does all, all the TMing on the tour. And we were doing our, redoing our rider today. And he put in big red letters like giant red capital letters on the rider only give the alcohol to the tm oh no we have to control it ourselves yeah that's where we are now okay (laughs) (laughs) that's where we are now yeah you gotta ask for a shot you know and we'll pour it (laughs) yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a so, yeah. That's where that's where you're at. Controlled environment. That's where you're at right now, dude. It is what it is. It's funny because we hide our liquor because we don't like when the, we, we we like sharing. But when you give humans an inch, they start just pouring dude. shots when we're fucking playing playing the fucking show. God then, forbid you got a few people on the guest list. They're backstage. All of a sudden, your bottles are gone. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that that well, that's where we get more alcohol on our writer. Is to because yeah. when there's guests, you kind of you give you them, do, yeah, you give them yeah, the yeah. beers, and here's take takes many shots. Okay, you want a shot for your girlfriend, yeah, or, yeah. Or, or here's or here's your cousin, yeah, you know that exactly. going to have two more too many beers, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you, you got you got to be a good host. That's true. I do need to find a way to bring my own shit for us. That would be nice. We need ice. I mean. Is, is, Good luck finding ice in Europe. Is there is there limes out there? You can find ice outside, but not in any restaurant. It's gonna be freezing in February. Yeah, it's gonna be horrible, dude. I got I, I got a coat ready. I got I got I got, I got my coat. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be sick. You've already packed your coat. This is true. <laughs> or this is a very Orange County conversation. It is. Uh, Tours in a month, and we're like, we already got our coats ready. Got the fucking coats are ready, dude. I'm I am I am I'm coat up. I need to. Yeah. I don't think I have like a real like winter jacket. You need at least one. I mean, yeah, but yeah, you don't need it. You got you got the muscles. You got you got the West Coast exactly. one, two, yeah. and three muscles, dude. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as as we said before, I could guarantee you, Rob might t- take off his shirt in respect to the Lifer video. Yes, just out of pure respect. And sixty percent of the time, it works every time. Yep. You know, yep. Uh, there's a hundred percent chance that every night somebody will tell me that I was, I was bigger in the lifer video than I am now. So. <laughs> you gotta appreciate the honesty, though. 
dude, it's crazy. It's like, yeah, man. Yeah. Yes. I was 22 once. But and didn't have a job other than playing music. So yeah, I spent all day at the gym. So they say you look bigger. Yeah. But you're smaller, which is good. Because usually it's the opposite, right? It's your, you got, it means. I think I'm actually bigger now, which is the funniest part about that. Oh, so you're getting fatter. Thank you. Okay. So, yeah, probably. That's, yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's, it's tough, dude. Just can't have it all, man. What did we, I know. Can't have it all. I, I, I always have a joke with my girlfriend. I mean, my, my dreams of having a six pack. The moment you get into a relationship, yeah. it makes it pretty much impossible. Yeah, yeah, Your dream of a six-pack will be a far distant memory that yeah. you'll never, ever get back but to. But you, you got this gorgeous long hair, dude. And there's I no got, grays. What's the deal? You die in your shit or what? No, I'm getting, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting grays, stand, strands. How old are you? 38. So I got a few. Uh, See, I'm 37. Look at my shit. It's crazy. You're 38. You got no, but you're Mexican. That's different. I do have good genes. I'm very yeah, lucky. I'm very, very lucky. Seems family, uh, family seems to keep their hair. Um, I kept my stress relatively low, and that comes from not giving a fuck. I should try that. It's weird. It's a weird like balance. You want to? Like, it's it's a balance of caring a lot where you have to, but also at the, yeah. at the complete opposite side. I don't give a fuck about any of this. Yeah, yeah. It's like a weird. And there's also things in the middle you can't control, like. Responsibilities, how are you gonna pay rent? Yeah. Um, where, where is the next date? You know, so there's, so there's like normal stuff that that gives you the uh, gray hairs, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's that give no one to give a fuck and no one not to give a fuck. I got way too many gray hairs. Looking at my yeah, it's crazy, dude. Way too many gray hairs. You look good. No, dude, it's I look. Somebody thought I, I, I can't remember where I was the other day. I, don't, I literally don't even know where this was, but um, somebody was like. People were being obnoxious, guessing people's ages. Sure. And somebody guessed that I was like fucking 42 or something. I was like, what? Nice. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Not that anything wrong with being 42, but it's like, goddamn, come on. 37, easy. You know? <laughs> like, easy, buddy. I'm not 42. You look good, man. I don't you, know. You look fine. What's the, what do you got written down in your diary there? We uh, you got a lot of notes, dude. We uh, we covered everything. Actually, this this particular notebook is pretty cool. Like you were the uh, first three three pages of of uh, this one. Holy shit! And now we're at the end of this one. It's kind of a cool way to kind of close clo- clo- this one off. Wild! It's wild, man. Wild. My uh, my uh, lady asked me what was my favorite memory of, of of the year, and I didn't have one. I couldn't remember anything. So I'm. That's a hard question. It is. Favorite memory of. 23. Yeah. Do you do you have one? Favorite memory of 23. It's hard. It's hard when you start thinking about it. It's really hard. It took me like four days to come up with an answer. So so you don't you gotta feel bad. Yeah, dude, that's a rough one. So you think about it, you put in so much information to your fucking brain for yeah. a year. So much information. You know, and, and this fucking thing was, it was a new somebody, a, a new, another singer of the band every week. And it's this constant research. It's like so much research, this information. And then when my girlfriend asked me, what's your favorite memory of, of, 
of us the past year, I was like, my, my brain was like, huh? Oh, your favorite memory of us. Like, yeah. of you, oh, that's I, even harder. I felt as it was even harder. Good luck, like, dude. Fuck. Yeah. It hit me. I, it took it's me. Trap. It took me four. It's obviously a trap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, trap. Obviously, it's <laughs> yeah. a fucking trap. Yeah. Uh, there, there, is, there is no right answer. No. But uh, it took me three to four days to come up with a memory. You could have just said, like, right now. Every day is better than the last with you. Yeah, but I was fucking you know? tired, dude. I'm, I'm not going to rattle off something, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good about You're putting n- yourself in jail there. 90% of time, I'll fucking have a good answer. Yeah. Boom. But God, I killed it right there. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. Know, you, know, you know when you kill it? You're like, yeah, yeah dude, I was on it. Yeah. 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 But. Sometimes it's just uh, your your gray hair is talking. Yep, you know. I hear you. And I it, was, it, was, it was something simple too. It was like we had a uh, we had dinner here. It was like we it was like a nice downtown yeah. meal. I was like, man, that was really nice. That was my favorite memory. It's always like it's always like the small things that tend to be my favorite memories. Well, that was it's so small. Like a nice, it was a nice dinner. Downtown downtown Santa Ana is popping, dude. Is it? I feel like it is. Yeah, there's always a lot. Of, it feels like there's always a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, it's three three blocks down, three three four blocks down. They're, they're trying to like expand the yeah. downtown. It's, it's pretty pretty sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Rob, do you have any uh, closing thoughts? Did I did, did I miss anything? Nah, dude. I'm stoked. We're we're going on tour together. It's crazy. Like I. It's cool. Yeah, man. I feel uh, I, I've a lot of things like just. But mainly just grateful, dude. It's it's crazy. I can't believe I get a tour with, obviously, Suicide Silence, Kubacon, Paleface. Like, how lucky, you know? It's it's an awesome lineup. And, um, yeah, we're lucky that we could make it work and we got to build that. And mm-hmm. I think the shows are going to be nuts, dude. So I'm amped. It's going to be a great tour, man. Yeah. And all, all it took was a phone call. Dude, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. What's even more crazy is that it's e- even more rare to call somebody you had to go to like a middle person to another middle person well i felt and like then, i thought about like, it but i was like okay this is like too crazy of an ask i got a call like i didn't want to send the, a text out into outer space about it sure or like have someone's manager hit up somebody else's manager and like you know what i mean it's like it dude, was just, kind of a rare occasion yeah it totally was, it was just call this person and uh it's it like is, we gotta do it old school this is my guy let me just call him up and see if that is kind of a rare. I, I didn't even think about that until right now. It's kind of weird. I don't remember the last time I did a tour where like somebody called me and was like, "Hey, do you want a tour?" You know what I mean? Yeah. I truly. It's sad. It was, it's kind of sad, but it is sad. It's very weird. Yeah. But like, isn't that funny to think about? Like, I yeah. it I I actually do not remember. Yeah. Or or the the old classic. We want to tour you so fucking bad. We we we, we got to do it, and then you send the fuck. <laughs> Dude. The worst. Like the it's, almost, most, it's, almost, it's almost every time. <laughs> every time. Like you see somebody at a festival you don't even know. We're like, oh, bro, we got a tour together. Oh, yeah, we got to make it happen. That'd be oh, so sick. And God, then it's like. It never happens either. Yeah, see you in 10 years, dude. <laughs> <clears throat> you know what I mean? And it's like it literally never happens. Oh, so it never like, happens. But uh, I'm, I'm glad it happened with, with us. I'm, I, I appreciate the phone call. Dude. I, I think more people need to call each other. You know? I agree. It's awesome. Look at what tours can come out of it crazy it's crazy dude yeah I'm and uh if, if you're watching or listening uh the uh, dates are on the screen as we speak and uh roll rob yes sir appreciate you man thank you very much dude i appreciate you man thank right. you all right everyone th- that's it later peace